0: Hello everyone and welcome to the very first episode of season three of the Housewives Archives, a podcast where we discuss in great depth all things real housewives. My name is James Evans and joining me is my co-host, the child actor who got the part in the Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie, it's Ellie Nunn!
1: <laughs> I'm actually really disappointed that you... um Really disappointed that you didn't do the intro in a New Jersey accent.
0: Oh, truth be told, Ellie, I don't know if my accent's up to scratch yet.
1: Oh, stop now.
0: I feel like this is going to be a season-long project. It
1: is, for sure. It's just a totally different part of the voice in terms... It's not just the vowel sounds you're producing. It's in a register I didn't even know I could speak. Teresa talks... In a part of my voice I didn't know I had.
0: No, I think it's only children under the age of five can fully register it. Sure, so, and like, like the only
1: dogs so can hear her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. why their Alsatians yeah. go so fucking mad all the time is because right,
0: exactly. <laughs> She's talking she in dogs, a picture, famously. it's like driving yeah. them mental. <laughs> And it's not just, it's a vibe as well, isn't it? Let's be honest, it's that whole New Jersey vibe.
1: It's a whole physicality, and I have just been slathering myself in it.
0: Covering yourself in marinara sauce.
1: For sure, like rolling around in it, except when it's my time of the month, obviously. Obviously. I, (laughs) like you said, when we did that episode together in New York about wanting to be there i would never have expected new jersey to be the series of the franchise more than new york more than beverly hills any of them where i want to put myself right there in the manzo's kitchen playing the ham game
0: exactly drinking
1: a glass of red wine I really, I'm honestly, I'm craving it.
0: It's Nirvana. It's especially these cold winter months that we're in right now. Exactly. Christmas is behind us. We exactly. need some comfort. It's like, it's like Hooga, but like a New Jersey variant
1: of it. For sure. I feel like it's like Narnia, but where it's like always autumn, never summer. It's like yeah. they just seem to live in this perpetual kind of like New England, or t- orange yeah, and leaves, like, like a roaring fire, having a glass of whiskey poker night world where they're always like arriving and like shugging off their coat while they sit down for pizza or pasta and I'm just like yeah and they like
0: get off their fur coats and then they're like okay bye and then they like
1: and then they like like, clip-clop across the drive and their
0: little heels and then they get into the (laughs) white Range Rover and they put the heating on and then they're like
1: Melania stop and then
0: it's so cozy
1: and you know what I think I've actually immersed myself in it too much because Even recently, I was dating someone where I could feel myself like... I was like, I've been watching too much Real Housewives of New Jersey because all I want to do is feed this man pasta and sleep with him. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was in this weird place where I was like, you know what? Who needs a job? Maybe I need to just spend my life cooking for this man and satisfying him. And I was like, they, they do it and they all look really happy.
0: <laughs> like... They look really happy. I mean, fucking hell, give Caroline Manzo a second. Just mention the name family and she's off to the races. Like, it's her reason for living.
1: Exactly. I suddenly was like, maybe that's what I want. Maybe all this time I thought I wanted A career, but actually, all I want is to feed my husband
0: (laughs) and live like you're from the 1950s. And
1: for sure, exactly, no autonomy whatsoever in a marble palace. They do make it look great, so good. So, where should we even begin? I mean, season one. Obviously, we have the difficulty. We're trying a new format this time, and. It's been so great going back and watching it from the beginning but I have started to go faster than we can keep up with in terms of I'm now at the beginning of season 3 so I'm slightly having to like throw back to remember season 1 because for any of you watching along with us you'll know that once you get to something like season 3 season 1 feels like you know the beginning of what, 2020 when we were all like do you remember right. what life was like back then it's
0: a simpler time
1: like <laughs> a <laughs> <Exactly>. better time <laughs> I'm like I keep thinking of things and being like, oh, of course that didn't happen in season one. Season one was like a relatively calm, peaceful, like like you say, huger, sort of hygge. autumn, <laughs> autumn wonderland. <laughs> so let's take ourselves back.
0: I l- well, first of all, we want to talk about the look of season one because it's its own creature, as we mm. sort of mentioned before. You said the word terracotta, which I think is so fitting. There's definitely For a sure. filter to it. It's kind of like a gold, sort of sepia. Filter where everyone's bright orange. It's also in that old school 90s, just square ratio. Mm. So, you know, whenever they have to like cut back in later seasons to the table flip, there's always like the square that it was filmed within. And then like the rest of the screen is left for wanting. So they have to use some weird mirror effects on the side. (laughs) And it just has like a lovely haze over it, which again, it makes it feel like a sort of like a dream state. or you're having some sort of flashback in some way, like everything's very soft. And also Mm. I should say it, that was filmed in the dead of summer, which is kind of quite jarring as well, because it's at mm. odds with the Jersey that we that we know and love. So yeah. I think in a way it's its own creature. And then I think it really it's just a kind of get to know you session this this episode, as we as we talk about the ladies
1: and their homes
0: and their homes. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I need to take a moment for the ginormous mural in Jacqueline's house of Tuscany. <laughs> just... That fresco. <laughs> in their house as one of the walls it's just like a full landscape
0: and then above they have these bollocky bits of writing which like coccina and like <laughs> spaghetti famiglia, and just random italian nouns <laughs> And then just little, yeah, like Tuscan landscapes everywhere. And it's honestly like walking into... Do you remember? There was that Bella Italia, that really <laughs> shit Bella Italia in Cambridge, in that shopping centre that occasionally, if you yes! go to the to view cinema, we then go there after The afterwards.
1: Grafton. Yeah, yes! in the
0: Grafton. <laughs> it's like that. All of their homes are like that.
1: And then it's so funny because you know that then like you get someone like I, Caroline Manzo in season two going to Italy and being like, I'm deeply uncomfortable in Italy because... I'm American. My family was Italian, but we're Americans and stuff. And it's like, you guys literally have paintings of Italy, not hanging in your homes, literally I know, yeah. on the walls of your homes. It's so weird.
0: It's so funny. It reminds me, there's an episode of The Sopranos where they all go to Italy for some sort of job and then they're there and they're completely out of place because they don't speak the language. They're all having this beautiful dinner and they're like, where's the red sauce? And it's like that. They fetishize Italy so much. So and then it's much. so funny seeing the rug pulled from under them when they're actually in Italy and exactly. they just like don't know how to deal at all. They're just completely clueless. Exactly. Should we talk about the um, the taglines? Because I think the taglines are really how we Let's get to the core each the of each of these, these housewives. Exactly.
1: Uh, yeah, for sure.
0: I love the old intro where everything's sort of like a mirror image oh, it's of each so other. Great. And there's like opening doors and there's just like, they have nothing else to describe Jersey. So it's just cars driving <laughs> along bridges and... <laughs> things of that nature. And that's it.
1: Also, funny story, I said in a previous episode once something about how weird it was that in the first season Dina didn't have a tagline. And the reason I thought that was because whenever I watched it on the telly she didn't and I now realise it's because hers had the word bitch in it. Oh... So whenever I used to watch it on the telly, it would start at Teresa's tagline.
0: Would you meet Dina or it just, it wouldn't show Dina at all? It
1: would show Dina's just like her turning with the word Dina.
0: Right.
1: And then it would cut straight to Teresa. And I was always like, <laughs> why doesn't Dina have a tagline? Now I know.
0: That is kind of funny. It kind of fits Dina though. Like she's just sort of, hi, I'm Dina. Just there. Hi, it's Dina.
1: We have Dina with her, what's her tagline? If you think I'm a bitch, then...
0: Some- if you think I'm a bitch, then bring it on.
1: <laughs> mm. If you want. Such on the back foot. It's such a non-tagline.
0: That's <laughs> see, They're all on the back foot. It's like,
1: It's literally like if you think I'm a bitch, I I probably am.
0: Then <laughs> sure. Whenever sure. you're entitled okay. to your own opinion, I I guess. Yeah. So then we cut to Teresa and Immediately before we've even started the show, just from her tagline, she's so what they wanted from that time. Do you remember that weird moment in the mid 2000s where people were obsessed with New Jersey and it was like Jersey Shore and things mm. of that nature. And people found it really charming, that whole snooky revolution in yeah. pop culture. And I think Teresa probably fit that mold best it's just immediately like her trying on a little trilby and just like prancing around in her leopard print and yeah her, like, the big jersey hair so immediately it's oh okay i know what this show's all about now
1: it's like she walked in and they saw her hairline and were like salt
0: <laughs> you got it kid
1: <laughs> you're like i don't care what comes out of this <laughs> you got this the is yeah, great yeah like... yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah
0: yeah Yeah. people make fun of jersey girls but i think they're just jealous yeah
1: well, yeah exactly yeah perfect <laughs> She like slides up the octave with every season. I feel like she wasn't that insane. And it, like yeah. and also the angrier she gets, the more it's like <laughs> as you'd say, it's like, What? What? <laughs> <laughs> <As he> goes, <laughs> I never said you ah! up! <laughs> oh my god. I, I it's so hard not to keep jumping ahead. I wanted to be like, Don't talk about my
0: family. I know.
1: <laughs> Anyone who has gonna be watched such an exercise. So much joy to have. I know, but also like Save the vocal cords. We're going to have to invest in some manuka oh, yeah, honey for indeed. Teresa. Joey! So then we have...
0: We go to the, the low husk. The low. Caroline Manzo. The matriarch. The Luan
1: of New Jersey.
0: If you're going to mess with my family, you're messing with me.
1: Capiche? <laughs> Capiche? <My family. laughs> we are as thick as thieves. We are as
0: thick as thieves. That's what I say when someone... <sighs> finds out that I watch Real Housewives and then they slag it off. I immediately go, let me tell you something about my family. We are <laughs> as thick as thieves. these women. These women.
1: These women. We defend each other till the end. <laughs> I, I want Caroline Manzo in my life.
0: Caroline I go back and forth on because actually with each rewatch, I find her more and more annoying. In that kind of a like default, everything goes back to the family. Everything. We're blood we're blood
1: we're blood we're blood
0: she's very yeah I mean we'll talk about it later on as we talk about her a bit more but yeah it's when I think of the homes a personification of the Jersey home is definitely Caroline and the money I would pay to have a hug from Caroline just her big breasts just folding me in those big baratas of her, for
1: sure but also just to go to her for like a problem and I just want a kind of Caroline like um, done I want her to clap her hands and be like it's done you don't need to Stop thinking about it. Yeah, it's done or whatever. I think I want. I would have yeah. liked the no nonsenseness of just being like, "You're great. Don't let anyone tell you you're not great. It's done."
0: Yeah, you could definitely go to her and she'd be like, "Don't leave it with Caroline. Leave it with yeah. Caroline. It's done." Well, she'd what be did- like,
1: "I don't. Want, I don't want to hear about it." Yeah. Whereas it's like, yeah. I feel like I exist more in a sort of Danielle chewing over the problem for. <laughs> two seasons world and it's like i want to be a caroline who's just like i don't want to talk about it anymore rather than someone who's like do you think that maybe he was trying to so on so forth
0: do you think so i think that there may be something maybe... nefarious <laughs> i don't know about that
1: let me ask I my think kids call...
0: kids let me let me call danny
1: kids do you think that uh Do you think I should respond to the text message?
0: No, Mom, you're being weird.
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't think think, so. No, I think you're right. I I I think, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think there's
0: something going on there. Time to call in the big guns. So
1: then, then, God, we can't help ourselves. I'm so sorry. We're being so scatty in this episode because we can't stop getting ahead to the bits we love. I know. Um,
0: We've
1: got to talk about Jacqueline's tagline.
0: As if we haven't spoken about
1: it enough. Enough. It's come up so many times.
0: It's just like legendary in this house. I I love love it. Everybody likes to have nice things, but I'm not one to brag about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love Jacqueline so much.
0: Lovely Jacqueline. Lovely Jacqueline.
1: Lovely. I just... And then... Uh, th- let's just get to Danielle. We just want to talk about Danielle. Today. And
0: then we have Danielle.
1: yeah. Danielle to- in those little booty shorts doing her squats.
0: You're either going to love me or hate me. There is no in between with me.
1: There is no in between.
0: There is no in between.
1: She does a really weird cadence. There is no in between with me.
0: There is no in between with me.
1: No. How many times can we go back and say <laughs> <laughs> that?
0: I, um, <laughs> God, I, I honestly say, me and my husband say, there is no in between with me. I would say probably at least once a week in a Danielle voice. It comes up a lot. In, in
1: I my can't household. believe how many times when I was in New York we said, look at me. Look at my
0: fucking life. Look at my fucking life. <laughs> and also it's it's a whole thing. It's it's, it's a whole
1: a thing. Whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh. did I show you that um mace got a christmas card with that on it oh wait i'll send it to you later yes (laughs) yes so good um poor danielle i know we're gonna talk about her properly later but i do just want to start off talking about like the very beginning in that first episode going back and watching it i was like oh danielle's not that crazy like at the very beginning she's just a bit sad and a bit yeah i just felt a bit sorry for her
0: i completely yeah I mean, I, do you want to talk about... No, okay, we'll talk about her later. But yeah, I completely...
1: We'll talk about her later, but it's just like, it's that funny thing of going back and I'm like, she feels like the person you date where you see these red flags, but you're like, you keep justifying it and being like, I don't know, I think I'm going to give it another go. I feel about sorry for them or whatever. And then they're the people who end up robbing you and like keying <laughs> your car and
0: right. yeah. kidnapping your child. <laughs> I think, listen, if we're going to be isolating just season one, Danielle... Which we've already proven so far is going to be very hard to do because we can't help ourselves but talk about season two, Danielle. They're two very different creatures in many ways. But I think season one, Danielle, she's definitely a little bit abrasive and clingy and I certainly wouldn't want to be friends with her. But her only crimes were really wanting to be accepted and coming on maybe like a little too strongly.
1: A little strong. And also her house gives me the skeevies for some reason. Her house just oh, looks like it, sure. it. does look like it's covered in dog hair and it looks like it just... She's definitely the friend of a friend I would meet and be like, wow, you're like hella intense. Oh, for sure. Sh- she's the person you'd meet and they'd immediately start telling you about like the person they're having phone sex with. And you're like, "Ah, oh, that's nice. Uh, yeah. Whatever. But that's not a crime. No. It's not a crime.
0: It was only that and, you know, beating somebody with a nine millimeter pistol in the <gasps> 80s. But I mean, apart from and who hasn't, you know, we and all have our chi- days.
1: child kidnapping. Who Exactly. It was the 80s. It
0: was
1: a different Everything time. Everything was acceptable in the 80s. Exactly. yeah And she has tried to escape that past, James. She has tried, she has tried to forget tried. it.
0: These bitches. She didn't
1: bring it up. No. She was just living her life.
0: I kind of sympathize as well with Jacqueline's plight because I, I don't know about you, I've definitely found myself in that scenario where you've made a friend and they're really intense and clingy and you sort of realize like a little bit too late and you're like, "Ah, uh, uh, I'm sort of in too deep now and I don't know how to break this off. Sort of like and
1: you and me. It's I've Exactly. Been to yeah, this exactly. <laughs> for the last three years.
0: <laughs> and then you do a podcast together. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah, the friend you have seven missed calls from suddenly, and it's like, oh god.
0: <laughs> Ellie, stop talking to me about the phone sex with Steve. Like, I can't, <laughs> I, I can't deal with it anymore. It's too much.
1: And I'm loud in bed. I have a, I'm have a little frosty. crazy. What's that bit when she? <laughs> what's the bit when she's like they're in the restaurant and she's like, I'm wild, I'm bad like that. I'm just. Do you want to go to the bathroom? Go in the bathroom?
0: And he's like, Well, oh, I'm naughty. <laughs> Oh. I know, real. oh god he's dis-
1: he's he's a sweaty
0: vile. vile
1: like oh he looks like 40
0: i have heard some whoppers in my time but there is absolutely no way on this earth that steve is 26 years of age he's 58 years of age at least uh, that is the biggest load of bullshit I've ever heard in my life. He
1: honestly, he looks like a Sonia reject of yeah. someone that like Sonia would pick up at like a speed dating event. Completely. Where just like, oh, what it's the really sweaty doing? man in the suit with no
0: hair. Danielle deserves better, and I never thought I'd say that.
1: Oh, very, very, very funny. So
0: before we get to the Danielle of it all, I feel like that should be the cherry on top of this lasagna cake today. Mm. Let's go through and just like talk about our first impressions of the other women. And okay, you know. so Teresa. Should we start with?
1: Teresa. Yeah, let's definitely start off with Teresa. I think Teresa in season one comes across as relatively normal. Yeah. And again, it's like, I know that it's not very good podcasting to talk always with a view to knowing how things turn out, but it's certainly worlds away from like the Teresa I remember from like having watched the show previously. And then you go back to season one and it's a bit like, oh, I see why you'd want to be friends with Teresa. She's fun. She's quite like sweet. She's not hugely bright. She's, like, obsessed with her kids. She has the worst taste of anyone I've ever encountered in my entire life. Her house gives me, like, heart palpitations because there's no fucking carpets. And it's just, like, I just watch the show and I just imagine running out the shower and just, like, breaking your neck or just, like, running down the stairs in socks. Honestly, as someone really clumsy, her house makes me deeply, deeply uncomfortable.
0: But I think you'd be fine if you fell over because, like, everything is made out of cardboard as well. It's like the house from Arrested Development. (laughs) (laughs) It's <laughs> so built on the cheap, you could tell it just it's like you know like when they go you to Italy when, and they, I'm sorry, they, I
1: know it's season two they, <laughs> and they break the bars. I was just saying that. And you can tell that it's a bit like, oh, oh like yeah. it was a show bar. It's like You
0: can tell she just oh, like well. opens the door and there's just like another ten of them in the closet and she's like, Oh, okay, then we can pop it out.
1: But and also the fact you could tell the woman like barely bumped into it and it's just the yeah, whole thing yeah. shattered. It, like, it, it's <laughs> like like anything in their house you can imagine like a domino effect of everything just collapsing it's why it was so easy for them to throw their party because it was all like flat
0: pack yeah they just
1: (laughs) put it all away (laughs) in a cupboard (laughs) in one little corner and then that's that
0: they're done (laughs) i agree with you and it is hard to talk about someone like Teresa in the same way that it's hard to talk about someone like nini or bethany because they are sort of the mascots of their own city if not the housewives in general So it's hard to separate season one Teresa from the rest of her because I agree with you. I actually find her very likable here. And listen, I'm just going to come out and say it. My displeasure of Carl Richards is nothing compared to the hatred I feel in my heart for Teresa Judice, like it's honestly a sticking point for me for fully and completely committing to Real Housewives as a religion the fact that if Housewives were a religion Teresa would probably by popular demand be its deity or
1: like one of the saints I just
0: can't wrap my head around how she has such an ardent fan base despite the litany of crimes she's committed over the years and she's the kind of person on every rewatch I'm like okay I'm gonna try and get to the bottom of why people like like her and I get yeah, through season yeah. one, I'm like, okay, cool. And it just gets worse and worse and worse. She's stubborn, she's pig headed, she's mind numbingly dull, and, st- and she's not dull, she's mind numbingly stupid, yeah, and just takes no accountability. She
1: anyway, the, the accountability thing is so frustrating, and that's what's so great about someone like Bethany. What's been so good. The best housewives for me, or I guess the ones that seem to appeal to us the most, are the ones who can recognise and have self-awareness of their behaviour and are able to own, they like make great TV, but they're able to genuinely own their mistakes, where Teresa is everyone's like worst nightmare of accountability, and it's... You've just nailed it, that her stubbornness becomes blood boiling as the seasons go on.
0: You'll see in the later seasons, her and Melissa, Melissa deserves a medal for the patience that she has to put on a brave face and not fall out with Teresa all the time. Because it feels like every season, someone makes a slight against Teresa, and then Teresa's like if Melissa was a good sister, she'd stand up for me. And then everyone's like, she did. She said, like, don't say that. And then Teresa's like, well, she should. (laughs) <laughs> well she did like she's just so impossible to argue with or get anything through to her it's... so it's it's nice exactly. to just put all that to one side and just enjoy because for one season she's lovely
1: and she's actually like she's you get why people would find her like fun and kind of charming and yeah
0: she's ditzy and daffy she's ditzy
1: and... totally and the stuff with the kids is just like hilarious like she, it's just ridiculous fabulous um, exactly also even where it gets to by the end of the season and I'm really hoping we're gonna do a play-by-play of that restaurant scene her table flip comes so out of nowhere and is quite funny and she yeah. her reaction is very funny the way that she's just a bit like oh yeah oh I love you but like she's just like <laughs> oh, that was I just got so mad and like yeah. she's just like yeah anyway let's have a drink she just was like she's just a bit like yeah how dare you have your phone go off whilst we're recording I know what is going on.
0: People keep calling me. I'm am so in demand. Ah, oh. sorry, my pots and pans were delivered. Apparently,
1: <laughs> le creuset. I,
0: I, I'm going up in the world.
1: Are they actually le creuset? No, no. okay.
0: It's probably like the Jamie Oliver collection or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, know, exactly. Yeah. Them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, she. I think she has a lovely one season and is quite likable. And I guess that's where, not necessarily where we like leave Teresa. I want to talk about her and her kids. I want I, I think my a lot of my favorite moments in the whole of season one were the tracking of Gia's career.
0: Oh my God. It's the most harrowing storyline I've ever seen. It's so fucking stressful. I, <laughs>
1: oh God. Gia trying I, to
0: become an actress. It's so fun.
1: To, like i love every acting teacher i love every agent i love every agent's assistant i love i love the other stage parents or is that the beginning of season two
0: it's season i know the scene you're talking about where she has because that, like, really i sent it to you and i back and forth with it. Yeah, yeah stop
1: yeah. watching the bit with the where she's like is anyone else up at that christian slater movie and the woman's like yeah we are yeah yeah we are,
0: we are. <laughs> mm, mm. yeah <laughs> yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's prepared. She knows all the lines. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Can we talk about Tia doing the acting cause? <laughs> right. Yes, you've got to wake up and you've got to go, Derek. Derek? <laughs> Derek. No, no, but you've got to see him
0: first, okay?
1: Derek. Derek,
0: Well, she like she's like just the sexy like shrug. Derek, Derek.
1: Oh. we could all learn from Geo days. I know. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking think I'm... that forward into my next screen job.
0: So when we get that amazing clip of her doing this acting class, we get a confessional from Teresa. <laughs> she goes. Gia's always performing she had a role in Doubt, you know that movie with Meryl Streep I mean she was background but it's a start
1: (laughs) she's like you gotta start somewhere You gotta start somewhere (laughs)
0: right (laughs) hey so so true completely yeah so funny we've all been there and I think this is mainly jealousy why I'm mocking Gia's journey right now because I've certainly never had an audition for a Dwayne the Rock Johnson movie for
1: sure every time Gia gets told by Teresa a piece of good news it feels like she has this strange pre-prepared reaction which is exactly what I always fantasize about doing when my agent calls me with good news because whenever your agent does tend to call you it's always at a moment where you're a bit like oh okay um no that's great that's great or it's like something you didn't want that much or whereas Gia has this like wonderful pre-prepared each time it's like Gia you're gonna be on Gossip Girl whatever and it's like ah I know. Yeah, it's like I like we all dream of doing that.
0: Whenever I get good news from my agent, I'm always at my sad day job, so I have to just sort of like be in the corner of a cafe, being like, "Sorry, right, okay, cool," and then great, thanks, and then go back to just being abused by customers. But
1: we all dream of getting the job and just being like,
0: like ah! "Yeah, completely," and you're just like jumping on your bed
1: and. Ah! <laughs> I'm starting, i basically like, yeah. mm, it's going to be... like the oh. Fabulous. Fabulous. <laughs> Fabulous. Ah. I can't <laughs> get over that clip I sent you from this season of-, of Teresa being like, for Halloween, the girls are all dressed as rock stars and it's really cute. And Adriana's, <laughs> and Adriana's a gym teacher. <laughs> and they're just... Cut to
0: adriana. they just dressed her up to like a lesbian or something with like a hair slicked back some like soviet union gymnast and
1: adriana is a gym teacher
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh good god
1: oh so yeah gia also the um the woman which one is she that i sent you where the woman where i was like has she ever met a child before where she Oh, like, really? all of the agents seem so deeply uncomfortable with children. <laughs> like... Right. <laughs> also, how much do you wish that you had an agent where that thing, that, where they're all like... Now this is a really big deal. Like it's The Rock, okay? So we've got to get you like, this is huge. And I'm like, I wish my agent talked to me like that. I wish my agent called me up about jobs and like really like to me up for them. Yeah, <laughs> like, completely. I want someone to be like, you're going to be able to do that? You're going to be able to walk in the fashion show? And I'm going to be like, yeah,
0: okay. I want Gia's career. That's all it's, I want. This is
1: huge. <laughs> Everyone's going to love you. Yeah, They're going to love you, Gia, baby. Can we
0: talk briefly about these meetings that she has at Wilhelmina? Because she's not just a single threat as Argia. She's a double threat, at least. Well, she's a triple threat with the the infamous song she does in season three. But anyway, karate. Yeah, completely. So she goes to visit Wilhelmina models in Manhattan, and she has her portfolio, and the agent is taking a look through them, and she says to Teresa, This just isn't the look that we want. Want here at Wilhelmina, like these are very pageanty. The lighting, <laughs> the makeup, the hair, the cut—like co- it's all just too much. We just need you to like rein it back in. We want something. We want her looking how she looks right now, just simple and clean. And Teresa's like, "Okay, got it," but she's also like, "Oh my god, I dropped like eight hundred dollars on these photos, so I'm gonna have to like drop another eight hundred dollars more." So she goes and does the shoot, and then they go and visit her again, and she's like. They're the same fucking photos that she looks like. <laughs> what did I say? Like they're pageanty. To the
1: point where it literally feels like they give her some of. Because the photos she's looking through when she's like, these are still too pageanty are not the ones that we saw from the photo shoot where Gia's like getting really bored and is like, we've yeah. all been there on the headshot session where yeah. you're like, I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. I feel you, Gia. But it feels like they almost give old photos. So that the agent's like, no, these are still bad. And then they, she gets through them. And then she seems to get to the ones they've just done and be like, these are great.
0: Yeah, maybe it was. I, um... see,
1: I see your tricks, Andy Cohen and the producing team. Mm. 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 I see. I think there's very something intri- going on there. It's very interesting. Something... <laughs> I have to say, I
0: have to say, very intriguing. Keeping
1: my eye on that.
0: I'm giving one eye open with you, Gia. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Well, Amina, uh, can
0: I just say, because I, I don't think we are going to talk about this next episode, but I'm obsessed with that um, talking head that chat that Danielle does, where Christine and Gia are both walking in Fashion Week, and we get yeah. Danielle completely seriously going, "I don't think Gia has what it takes to be a supermodel. I mean, look at her; she's four foot tall." <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's like yeah, she's eight.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's eight. You arsehole. What are you talking about?
1: She's four foot tall. I'm just saying. I just don't think she's she has it in all. her. No. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so threatening, uh, eight year
0: old. Love it. All right. Who's next? Uh, uh, was it Jacqueline? Oh yeah, we've only gotten as far as Teresa. Okay. So Jacqueline, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Jacqueline.
1: We all love Jacqueline. I need to make a little confession to you. Hmm. I think I'm in love with Chris Manzo.
0: Yeah, I see that. Yeah.
1: I think he's my dream man. No shame in that. I think I'm supposed to be with him. I honestly, I I think they have a really beautiful relationship. Obviously, it's like very 50s and like there's a Mm. lot about it that's quite screwed up. But there's such genuine warmth there and like laughed. They really seem to make each other laugh. And... He just seems to be this, like, very fair, very calm, warm... I really envy their relationship. And they clearly, like, adore each other. Yeah. And I think I need me a Chris Manzo.
0: The weird contradiction about New Jersey is, even though they have some really toxic relationships and some very backwards ideas of gender dynamics a lot of the men, not including Joe Judice, but the rest of the men seem to be devoted. None of the Joes. Well, Joe Gorga, though, to be fair, like Joe Gorga's is a pig, but also he's like devoted to his wife. And it's like, she's a goddess. And like, just the sight of like, I... th- they're all, they love every single inch of their wives.
1: For sure. And I've definitely been watching it being like, I kind of want a New Jersey man. And yes, there's a lot yeah. that's really toxic, but like, I... I think English boys are so repressed and all over the place. They don't know how to be like, to express. Like, they don't have want the passion. And like love. They don't have the passion and the Italian. And like the, mm. like you say, just like the adoration. And I kind of want to end up, you know, you look at Albie and Caroline. It's, it's gorgeous. And like, yeah. Yeah. I look at Chris and Jacqueline and I'm like, I want that.
0: This is the sad thing with Jacqueline, though, is that she's found a fantastic husband who's devoted to her. And they seem to have broken the housewife's curse of, you know, your marriage is doomed as soon as you go on TV. But Mm. by getting this prince, she's also tethered to this very toxic extended family for the rest of her life. And I think that's something I always forgot about this season watching it. It's actually, it's very dark, Jacqueline's storyline, very quickly, where she sort of hints, I get this impression she was this like old party girl from Las Vegas and she led a very torrid lifestyle, probably Danielle adjacent, but she escaped to the nice suburbs and she's isolated and she's alone and she feels like people are judging her, she doesn't have any friends apart from all her sisters-in-law. Another Mm -hmm. PSA, it's sisters-in-law, it is not sister-in-law's. Everyone, if, uh, like, if I have to hear sister-in-laws one more time, I'm going to lose it. So she has these sisters-in-law who. I don't know, she just hints that there's, I, I find it hilarious, this off-referenced feud that her and Caroline had in the past where Jacqueline punched Caroline in the face. Yes! <laughs> and they're all like laughing about it and they're like, ha, ha ha but like they never quite, they always skirt around the details of it, so they never quite yeah. elucidate why that happened in the first place. And we just get Jacqueline, she's kind of constantly her storyline for the season is this push and pull between wanting to be her own person and make her own friends and then wanting to please her family because her family is so tethered to her husband. It's like a very mm. weird power play between those two entities as they're kind of like scrapping over Jacqueline's body that I find But like quite I feel
1: like we've all been there where you're in a very like serious romantic relationship with someone who's like inextricably linked to their sisters who are also married to brothers and who would like kill for each other and you've made friends accidentally with someone who used to be a prostitute and was involved in like child (laughs) kidnapping we've we've all done um, it like it's one of those age-old problems where it's like what do you do
0: (laughs) i do get weirdly Deal- Caroline is probably a very intense person to have as a sister-in-law Sure, and after a while yeah. you want to go fuck you I am gonna hang out with an ex-con and yeah just because you say no there's just something very obviously the producers they're very keen to put out this whole like sopranos theme with New Jersey. But the one of the major references I got—it's literally—it's almost-
1: like every time Caroline comes comes on screen, it's like da, 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 da. <laughs> my family are uh, everything to
0: me, and if you get between me and my family, you're dead. And every time we go to um,
1: Jacqueline's house, it's like when the moon hits your <laughs> island, <be free." laughs> And then we go to
0: Teresa's and it's like, Whoa, Larry, oh, oh.
1: <laughs> you go to Danielle's, it's just like. Bring, 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 bring. <laughs> no,
0: when we go to Danielle's, it's that burlesque. <laughs> oh my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God. Suggest um, and make an offer. and
0: <laughs> what, No, what is it? Something and suggest. She says, make an offer.
1: No, (laughs) she says, pivot. (laughs) 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 Pivot. No, she's like, make an offer.
0: Kickball change, pot of (laughs) boire, and suggest.
1: (laughs) I'm grapevine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And that, ladies, is how you get a man and how you keep one.
1: (laughs) And that, ladies, is how you line dance. Oh, my God
0: um yes yeah okay like right let's move on to the to the manzo system
1: the manzo's the the manzo's
0: so we get dina who has sort of been lost to the annals of housewives history because she was pretty much just a one and done she did a bit of season two and then weirded out very immediately and was like fuck this i can't do
1: this She just seems to be like very normal and not meant for TV in terms of she didn't want to be involved with any of the drama, but she also is categorically very like flawed and a bit bitchy as a person. And it was like, she didn't like that that was picked up by the cameras and, but she's not like a monster. She just seemed to be like, oh, I don't look very good on this show. I genuinely don't want that. And I don't want to look bad. There's something very normal about Dina, and consequently, she doesn't make good TV. She's kind of too normal. She's yeah, she's cat- boring. In way, yeah. and she's boring. And like, I couldn't really understand why Danielle was so obsessed with her because she's really boring. Well, I think that
0: in a way, her and Dan and Danielle have some similarities because again this was sort of lost on me but when we first meet dina she talks like jacqueline about how hard it was acclimatizing to this area and how it's very close-knit and she felt judged mm. as a young divorcee a single mum. and there's definitely there's elements of her struggle in danielle's as well so mm. there's some weird kinship between them that i think feeds into just this jealousy that danielle has about dina but just putting that to one side i think dina it's weird because she's kind of married into this big italian family she's married to albert's a brother and there definitely seems to be some sort of shady past there with their family or they they, they always like hint at these sort of mob ties that again they don't really talk about in very clear terms but then mm-hmm. Dina is really keen to portray this idea that she's above that. She's not about the drama. She kind of built her personality around this like weird, nondescript, vaguely Eastern mysticism that like keeps her grounded. And that, again, isn't really... Explained in any way. She just seems to be a bit of a contrarian. I feel like she's always telling us what she's not rather than telling us what she is.
1: Totally. And she has like fucking terrifying, ugly cats that she loves, but like she's not even weird enough to be someone where it's like, oh, her and her. Like everything's just very like yeah <laughs> like meh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Caroline, her sister, on the other hand, is just something else. Caroline is the mummiest mum that ever did mum. She's like a Frankenstein
1: inspirational as a mum, like <laughs> Frankenstein's mum. Like I look at her parenting and I'm like I want to take some of them for like those tips and I'm honestly worried James that watching this show is making me want to find a man who I just
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: It's because they feed and fuck, which is really tasteless. Yeah. But like, I th- I'm scared that this show is going to turn me into like a 1950s. Like, I just want to cook for my husband and please him and then have babies and like make my whole life looking after them. And I'm worried it's all going to be because we did this series of the podcast. Like when we were doing New York, I was off being like, I want to start a business and talk at the Learning Annex. Right. And like, I can be on my own and now look at me. Suddenly I'm like... <laughs> getting don't worry this too shall pass uh, what is happening (laughs) i can't stop making lasagna i'm just like (laughs) chucking ham at andy all the time and he's like what's happening
0: please don't oh my god i'm never gonna come over to your house again i hate those scenes
1: (laughs) honestly james the guy i was seeing who's very very lovely um i said that like he's going to be listening to this. He's definitely not. As I was just telling James, I made the mistake Mm. of watching Housewives in bed next to the person I was seeing. Safe to say that they're not interested anymore. Bastard. I was like salivating over New Jersey. Anyway, I, in part of my New Jersey inspired lifestyle now, was cooking him pasta. And he didn't want to (laughs) spill... This is the most New Jersey thing that's ever going to (laughs) happen in my life. He didn't want to spill sauce on his shirt. So he took it off and he was wearing like a vest underneath and he was oh. just like sat eating eating pasta in a vest, like Joe Giudice or something, right? yeah. just like with like a Moretti beer. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm literally living in real life of New Jersey with like a fire going.
0: And then did he get up to leave and you're like, where are you going? And then he's like, I'm going out. And then he threw a plate at him and then he threw one back and then it all got a bit cr- Oh, no. Okay.
1: No. It's wow. just quite nice sexy vibes. Okay. More <laughs> <laughs> okay. well, like fucking Joe Gorger being like, I'm angry, we haven't had sex in four days. It's poison. It's poison. Poison running through my body. Okay, so
0: Caroline has these two voices that run often in tandem. So she has the kind of the gangster: "You're messing with my family. You're messing with me." That voice, and then she also, whenever she's in her mum mode, when she's with the kids, it's all like
1: they're playing the ham game. I love my
0: family. (laughs) They're crazy. They're crazy bunch. There's a lot of love in this whole. Albie, People they're playing. It. They're
1: playing the ham game. No, I know what they're I, doing. I, they're playing the ham game. And she's like
0: always laughing, but her laughing sounds a bit like crying. She's like, I can't, I
1: can't. <laughs> These I love kids, it. They crack me up. I can't. Albie,
0: would you look at this?
1: Don't <laughs> you let anyone tell you. She also. It's funny because because when she cries, she also looks a bit like she's laughing.
0: Sounds like she's laughing. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: that bit went to Albie when she's like, don't let don't Don't shoot i can't (laughs) don't you (laughs) 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 caroline Vance i I mean we're gonna get on to that dinner but she has like my favorite quote of the whole season but what i do like about caroline is compared to in other shows i feel like there's often a sense of someone being like i don't want to like bethany is always like i don't care i don't want to be a part of the drama. like i don't want to be i don't want to be part of like i don't yeah but she does want to be a yeah. part of the drama because she wants to be the lead yeah. of the show. What I respect about Caroline Manzo is I really do believe the thing she holds true on, especially through the second season, but this sense of, I don't want a part of it. And when things come up, she's like, shut it down. I don't want to talk about it. I don't. And in a way that makes her terrible TV because it's like, no, we need to talk about it because that's the show. Right. But I do believe that she's like aligned with her values on the show. Do
0: you think that's why it's interesting? because I agree with you it weirdly works it's still kind of compelling television in a way where it's not with Dina it works
1: because she's like strong about it and it's like exactly with Dina it's just wishy-washy and it's just like annoying because it's like well we need you to talk about it because that's the point of the show whereas Caroline's very good at kind of offering an opinion and then being like now let's shut it down I don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. or like I'm bored she's very I feel like I'm just like soaking in all of her advice where everything is very like you have a beautiful family you have wonderful friends why do you care let's sit and eat this it's like I'm like yeah she's right why do I care
0: well, it is weirdly a good antidote, I guess, to the chaos on these shows in general to just have that kind of voice of reason that, yeah, as you say, just kind of like declaims it very overtly well, she has and then gives an antidote to it. She has such respect from everyone. Yeah. I
1: honestly feel like, James, when you next come over to the UK, I'm just going to have turned into Caroline Manzo. I'm just going to Yeah, keep
0: like it up, please.
1: I'm going to be in like a pink chef jacket. Just With like a little like the pixie table.
0: cut, dye your hair ginger. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Exactly with my big bubbies
0: I hate this whole thing of though where she's that mum as well who seems to think that you need to give up on your femininity in order to be a mum where she almost like gets off on oh. like, throwing these big dinners and she's like I'm not gonna dress up like I'm, I'm just I'm just wearing my sweats and let it's who I am you know and if you don't like it that's your problem it's like uh, it just feels slightly performative it's like it's fucking Thanksgiving James, like, is, put back on in a, James,
1: James is like go on talk yourself
0: no up. no Get I'm on. not saying that that's not what I'm saying but there's there's, there's one scene in particular where she's thrown this massive You're dinner like, party brush and all the family are there and she's literally walking around as if she's going to start begging for change. And it's like, you don't have to put on a ball gown by any means, but there's a happy medium, you know, that's that's all I'm saying.
1: She is who she is, James. She is who she is. She has amazing delivery, though. She, honestly, I, I really respect the times where she does do one-on-one talks and I can't wait to get into those in later season. She's very good at being like, at sticking with what she came to say. And being like, give me one example. I said give me one example. Like, she's yeah, Daniel yeah. Staub's worst nightmare because she's like, I'm gonna hold eye contact, I'm not scared of you, and I'm gonna make you mm-hmm. answer the question. And like that is literally Daniel Staub only works talking to Danny Pozzetano or whatever he's called. Like, yeah. like Danny she only works talking to someone who's just there, being like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah, and yeah, the guy get yeah, the Yeah.
0: <laughs> that scary a punk, guy. Is a
1: punk is a punk is a punk the, the scary guy who's definitely who's definitely killed a lot of people with an ice and pick and Daniel's yeah. like Ooh. and I respect and she's like and I respect that and it's like, yeah. okay yeah <laughs>
0: no Caroline weird <laughs> Caroline is very she's constantly speaking <laughs> and constructing sentences and performing yes as if she were in an arthur Miller play like it's very full bodied
1: for sure she talks like the dialogue we wish we could get as actors yeah
0: she just somehow manages in a way that you know what I see when I look free at you? yeah you're a clown you're a clown when I said you're that you clown. were garbage, I meant that you were garbage
1: I, I meant that you were garbage. I love that bit when Danielle goes call me garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like call, call me garbage once i'm not gonna take call me garbage twice i'm not gonna let you call me garbage i'm just like where are you going with this call me garbage once yeah call me garbage twice what
0: <laughs> call me garbage once shame you call me on garbage me once, call me garbage on on it's <laughs> mm, mm. <laughs>
1: the
0: danielle camille mashup stop
1: stop calling me garbage um Oh my god! That Danielle, bit makes so much.
0: Danielle, Danielle.
1: Are we on to Danielle?
0: I think so. I'm so
1: glad because all I just want to talk about Danielle, and then I just want to talk about that amazing scene at the end of this season where, yeah. like, they—it's just—it's phenomenal TV, and they do it so well. So Danielle, I mean, her, our first introduction to her—that whole scene where she's like, "I think I look pretty good for my age," and it's just like <laughs> her in, or like, on her own in like a hot tub, come swimming pool in like a bikini, just being like. <laughs> just mm-hmm. like looking to the site with a drink. It's just so sad. Like every, it's just it's just something so lonely about her and sad and like lonely in a way the saddest scene in the whole first season is when she is hugging dina at that kid's birthday party where she's like we're gonna be friends and she and it's way too much and she's being like
0: i know she's being
1: like you look amazing let's go out let's do that and you can see dina's just like haha it's so it's really sad and you can see she's looking at jacqueline being like this has been really good this is bit like this is great
0: it's funny that scene where she's hugging Dina in many ways Danielle there reminds me of Dana Wilkie except Dana's like a one and Danielle's a 10 they're both essentially just these desperate hangers-on who will do or say whatever it takes to be accepted and get some attention and you see reflections of it there where she's like she after she hugs Dina, she's like, let's just do it. Let's just go on our journey. Let's just have fun. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And and <laughs> Dina's so like, Dina, ah, okay, cool, great. Like, what are you talking about?
1: Let's just go Let's go. Let's this party. Is be good. Let's, let's this have is fun. gonna be good.
0: Yeah, it's good. We're
1: gonna be friends. This is gonna it's be great. Good. I can this yeah. is we're gonna be friends. It's gonna be great. And it's like, people don't like enforced intimacy.
0: I mean, a crucial difference, I think, with Dana. If I was left alone with Dana, I would just end up going, ooh, but if I was left alone with Danielle, I'd probably end up in a pool of my own blood.
1: I know. And we get our first proper red flag, I would say. Is it in like the second or third episode where they're at like Chateau and just
0: oh, like, like the names of these places? Shatter.
1: It's like... Like we thought we had Iconic with like Boogala and things like that, but <laughs> that nothing will beat the, like the New Jersey hangouts.
0: Posh, Chateau, the Brownstone. Oh, they're all great.
1: But when they're at Chateau and Danielle's just like sat outside. So she's upset. She's not invited to something where she's not friends with them. She's not friends with Dina. But she
0: won't even come out and say it. She has to wait for Jacqueline to be like, are you okay? And Danielle's like, no, it's no, like, no, I'm um, not okay. No, and no. it's like, are you going to tell us? No, I'm just very, I'm just. I'm just disappointed i, just I guess i just, I just, I just yeah, feel a little, just
1: a little
0: taken aback
1: little... just something's happened. and then when jacqueline like, "Well, it's not really up to me to win fight, and it's like no 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 and it's like but um and i love that jacqueline <laughs> has to change where they're going because she's where it's like well maybe i'll yeah. come by but it's Ooh, like jacqueline that's the point where you can feel that jacqueline's sign. like i think i've made this friends with normal. the wrong person it's like don't, maybe 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 don't come to the place we're gonna go <laughs> Well, maybe I'll, I know people Uh, there, maybe I'll swing by. She's turning a bit into, um, (laughs) my impression of Danielle is turning into something else.
0: Well, Danielle is something else.
1: It's turning into, um, it's turning into Christine Baranski and the Grinch being like, (laughs) did I have a crush on the Grinch? No.
0: (laughs) Do you know, I've never seen the Grinch, which is crazy because I love Christine Baranski.
1: Betty! Hi! Oh, you've got to watch it. It's so good.
0: That sounded kind of Camille.
1: I think maybe that's where my good Camille impression comes from.
0: Maybe, yeah. All roads lead back to Christine Berensky.
1: Actually, Christine Berensky in that film is very Camille.
0: I imagine from what I know of her in the film that she would be a great real housewife.
1: I don't really want to hear your opinion if you haven't watched it.
0: All right. (laughs) I don't want to hear it. I love the artistry of having this scene about the whole Danielle and Dina saga originate at Chateau. The idea of it being filmed in a the hair salon. The scene of the crime. Because it's yeah. so... But it's like nowadays, the housewives, I feel like they're always saying, "Um, some information fell into my lap at the hair salon. I was getting my hair done and somebody came in and they told me about this. And it's always like a euphemism for the producers told me about this and I need to bring it yeah, up yeah. on camera now. I'm obsessed with the kitschiness of having it literally be boiled down yeah. to uh actual hair salon it's a great directorial decision and so i well love that done.
1: there's like nowhere to hang out in real housewives of new jersey so every scene either <laughs> yeah. takes place in their kitchens over like a glass of red wine and there's just like a plate of ham on the table i don't know if you've yeah. noticed that but it's literally like set dressing every scene there's just a plate <laughs> of ham somewhere yeah it's like spot the ham right. <laughs> or it takes place in like the one pizzeria or the one pasta restaurant nearby or posh Or Chateau. It's like The Sims. It's like there's only a limited number. There's no, it's so, and also, you know, that one of the Kims is going to be there or Ashley's going to, like, it's so interconnected. And, um, oh my God, by the way, speaking of someone being like Dana, is it season one, the party planner for Teresa's housewarming party? Oh
0: my God. And Teresa's like, what the fuck? Is that in season one? No, it's season two for oh, the okay, Hells Woman. Talk yeah, about yeah. That next no, soon. yeah, she's. Because I
1: want to talk about that, that woman because that was amazing.
0: New Jersey is really, really good considering they have <laughs> such a strong core cast anyway. They have so many fantastic, wacky supporting characters that just pop. They're, they're not so even many. friends of, they're just like guests in a couple of episodes and they're, yeah. they're so funny every time.
1: Like all of Danielle's friends. Yeah. I am trying to. Rem- so generally through the first season, the Danielle drama sort of rumbles away, but it's only ever mild annoyance, isn't it? Of she wants to be friends with Dina. Dina doesn't really have any interest in being friends. She's kind of constantly trying to get Jacqueline to bring her into a world where Jacqueline can't, is sort of caught in the middle. Yeah. But really, the drama doesn't start until the book, right?
0: Yeah, they have that spa night and Dina's a bit catty to Danielle. And then we have Danielle giving that great quote where she's like... Oh God,
1: when you're watching the boat. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's like all a bit too much. And then we get Danielle going, I find her to be the most abrasive, the most condescending, the most annoying and frustrating (laughs) excuse for a human being I have ever met.
1: (laughs) Condescending.
0: Condescending.
1: It's like Teresa, I've just watched the episode where she's like... You know, because when I was first cooking with all these ingredients.
0: ingredients <laughs> You know, like common. Like common?
1: <laughs> common? Is it common? <laughs>
0: it's cumin.
1: The chef finders just like, cumin. Ingredients, yeah.
0: but yes, yeah. It's, this book is when we really kick things up a notch and go a into cop gear. without a badge. Cop without a badge. If I'm we were good obs- podcasters,
1: we'd have found the book and read it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, we're below average podcasters, so we didn't. <laughs> but absolutely, cop without a badge is required reading on the housewife syllabus. And maybe I'll, maybe I'll check it out and give it a read and let you yeah. know. Who knows? I'm obsessed with the manner in which they bring up this book about Danielle's past. Because nowadays, when it's all blogs this and social media that, and like the blogs are saying this, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. The idea of Caroline putting on her little booties and getting in a white Range Rover and driving to a local <laughs> library and library. marching up to the <laughs> librarian and going, I'd like to check out Cop Without a Badge, please. And then taking it home <laughs> and just keeping it on her nightstand and reading it in her nighty, A chapter each night before bed <sighs> cracks me up what kind of strange so world do they live in it's like from the 80s and there's still. also like,
1: like the only the one copy so it's like you were passing around the book to everyone and it's like, I know. It's, like <laughs> it's not even like a news article or something like a, exactly like, like a no. book it's literally like school it's like a book where it's like have you read it's the like book like wait each person's like passing, turn they're passing it around a chateau yeah. <laughs> you
0: know like they would go into posh and they go up to the front desk and Kim D would be there and she'd be like hi sweetie what can I get for you and then they're like they have like a code <laughs> for when they want to get the book because Kim D is the gatekeeper for Cop Without bad and they'd be like is there any more of the new stocks of the um
1: chinchilla chinchilla the, the it's chinchilla.
0: <laughs> the chinchilla in and then she's like say no more sweetie and then they just, they just like slide the book i honestly slowly. wouldn't be
1: surprised if i did something truly awful in my life and i realized that i was going to hell and i died and i got to the gates of hell that kim d would just be there at the desk
0: oh completely
1: like welcoming everyone like she is the gatekeeper kim
0: d is a succubus she is like <laughs> She is terrifying. And, like, and we've Kim done a G's demon like voice a lot. The one going but...
1: across the river Styx. Yeah, she... like, have a nice journey.
0: She'd be like, oh, pop on. Come on. we got work. It's got to be fun. we got booze here. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle. <laughs> I want yeah. you to lighten up. I want you to come into the posh fashion show. It's got to be fun.
1: I want you to walk. I want you to walk in the fashion it oh, you got to be great. It's going to just... look great. we got the new chinchillas in. <laughs> <laughs> so the book gets passed around and, and it's um
0: it's wild there's kidnapping accusations prostitution colombian cartel name changes the whole kit and caboodle
1: and don't we get that amazing bit where jacqueline it's such it's such artistry when they're having the drink and Danielle's like, yeah. I'm just gonna make a toast and Jacqueline's like, Oh no, I really don't wanna hear it. I like, am such a Jacqueline that I'm the person who I'm like, No, I just, I just don't yeah. wanna deal with this at all. And uh when and the toast and she's like, You're gonna wanna hear this one. You're gonna wanna and hear And it's it. like it, it gets it gets a bit passy lapone, my impression of Daniel. It's like <laughs> here's to the oh, ladies. All yeah. But she it's the way the toast just goes on and on. And she keeps adding bits and that it's like, and please know who your enemies are. And when Jacqueline goes, who are my enemies? I know, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Jacqueline is that really is fucking
0: funny. She really cracks me TV. up throughout. She's so funny. She never, that line in season two to Kim G when she's talking to her about the picture of them Going arm in arm to the courthouse. Like a but busted, up, sex busted in the up city. city. That was a really funny so line. So good. So good. And so it doesn't good. get the attention it deserves. But for it's sure. like, yeah, she really undercuts it. Because Danielle's really doing something with that toast. And then the beautiful artistry of her just like clinking Jacqueline's glass for her. And then downing it. Woo! High drama. So then we find ourselves at dinner the dinner
1: finally finally
0: at lunello
1: and you know that they've made a real point of being like we want you guys to be having the nicest dinner ever so just like laughing as much as possible we want you to be having the best family meal you could possibly be having Mm -hmm. for danielle to come into and it's like the whole thing plays like a phenomenal scene from succession one of those great like dinner table scenes. Mm-hmm. The roles are so perfect. And even the supporting roles are so good that someone like Jacqueline, who kind of doesn't have a voice the whole way through, suddenly has this outburst later. Like if yeah. you were playing Jacqueline, you'd be like, you wait audience, because I get a really good bit in a minute. It's so beautifully distributed. And then same with Teresa. Teresa's like quiet for the whole thing and then she gets to flip the table. Like it's the build-up is extraordinary. The way that you have Danielle comes in and they all pretty much ignore her. And then this thing of her just like at the most inopportune moment, you know, Teresa's there trying to bang on about like Joe trying to bang her in the car on the way back from her boob job.
0: And people are finding it particularly hilarious. They're like going overtime laughing.
1: Particularly funny. And also like, do they have sex that much? Because like, I I feel tired just hearing about it and I'm not sure I believe it. And like- I never believe it on these shows. It's always, it's- I know. No, it's
0: such a trope to be like, we have sex three times a day. I know Carl being
1: like I basically just started like having sex with Lucy in the middle of a black tie event I'm like I don't buy it
0: that's not true yeah
1: but yeah she's just like really milking this story of like isn't this hilarious and Danielle's so cute you know what this whole dinner reminds me of more than anything else is aviva mm. waiting to pull that leg out and put it on the table oh, yeah. like danielle's like she's like got the book and she's like i know i have to put the book on the table but like no one's really giving me any moment to do it or like for it to be a way to think so she just like does it at a really non-moment and no one <laughs> really notices sits
0: there. no one says anything it's just silence all <laughs> you can hear is joe Judas going what is it what is that what what is it
1: And she's just like trying not to react to anything anyone says, so that it's like, just like the Aviva thing, being like, nope, I've come in here to do this thing. And that's the thing I need to, I can't get sidetracked.
0: I love the high camp, though, of Teresa eventually being the one to break the ice and saying, look, the book, but in Italian. (laughs) Miso il libro.
1: Perfection. Perfection. And I love that Caroline just will not stop texting the whole way through. And she's not like subtle texting. She's like up elbows on the table, like my phone's in front of your face texting. She couldn't, and I love the way, actually, again, I would like to learn from Caroline, but the second that Dina starts to get into it, the way Caroline will be like, that'll finish, that'll finish whatever, but she doesn't look away from the text she's doing yeah it's such a clever thing to do to be like you're not important enough for me to even look at you while I'm doing this but I'm still gonna somehow have the higher moral ground of being like hey hey hey, hey let her finish while she's talking it's amazing that's such and a power it's interesting life.
0: it really seems to work as well because when Caroline drops the bomb that she was the one who got the Don't. book and told everyone the about best it best
1: moment of the entire we just have to play this moment when she's oh my god and the editing of it and the music when she's like can you do me one favour look at me <laughs> Because I'm the one who told them. <laughs> and then like... Oh. That is incredible.
0: It's, fa- it's fantastic. And it's very similar to the end of next season when she calls her a clown. Or when Caroline says, name one thing I have done to hurt you personally. Name one thing. And Danielle, for all her bluster about her enemies being the Manzos and her paranoia about how they've done this to her and that, Danielle just completely seizes up both times at the end here. And she she's just like, like Why I ask
1: you the same question? What have I done to done you? To you. Exactly. And then here
0: she kind of like still can't quite accept that. Caroline, for some reason, she has this hard on for Dina, and then Danielle starts going like, "and and I respect that you're her sister. I respect that." And suddenly, she's like very deferential to Caroline.
1: She keeps as well being like, "Well, that's not what I heard." I heard like yeah. she's completely
0: screwed. That's not what I heard at Chateau. I have to say. Hmm.
1: No, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Dina's just like popping around the table, just like sat on Theresa's chair, sat on, like. I know. Dina's like, I don't care child, about what's in the book, of, like exactly and she's got a very very unusual considering that she has like relatively big boobs i'm not sure that i would ever pick one of those dresses where like yeah in fact they're all quite into those they're like strapless i'm like you have to be totally flat for that surely to wear anyway i don't mean to judge dina's uh fashion choices
0: it's like one of those little toweling things that lisa vanderpump Absolutely. has where like you get out of the yes. shower and you just like velcro it on just above your boobs exactly
1: um, and I love that the whole time Chris and Jacqueline are just sat with like Chris with his arm Again this is why I would want a Chris Manzo because if everything kicked off I would want to be with someone who just had their arm around me and wasn't getting involved and wasn't yeah. quiet but ends up being like the voice of reason at the end of it Love it Love it Go My Chris My
0: personal favourite moment is when Danielle goes I sat at home throwing up with diarrhoea for three weeks because of you Yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: how I feel about you Ellie after our trip together <laughs>
1: Danielle gets put in such an uncomfortable position as well of the thing when they're all being like can we please get the children out of here and then she's stuck because she kind of wants to argue with them and being like no and then they're like she's like oh well yes yeah because I look terrible if I say no but also if I say yes then it looks like I'm saying what I'm saying is bad and mm-hmm. so she then gets stuck in this weird thing of being like my kids can be here and then they all just get to attack her parenting the thing with the kids it's really bad because I don't think it's right to go after anyone's parenting but I do think that Danielle is obsessed with cultivating a relationship with her daughters that means I do think they are way too like aware of things in her life or even yeah. the thing of being very aware of like stuff with Steve where it's like mistaking oversharing to close like, it's, like
0: it's, it's I find it a really haunting scene when Danielle and Steve are tottering out of the house together to go on a date oh and Gillian and Christine are on the mezzanine just like staring through I the like banisters the of the they're completely dead inside you can tell this is a regular occurrence in this house with just a parade of different men Gillian's <laughs> wearing those massive novelty sunglasses though which adds like a nice little yes. bit of dark comedy it's to the so whole tragedy so sad it's kind of absurd and she yeah she shares way too much in general, um, then Danielle says something in that scene where she's like, They're becoming young women. No, they're becoming becoming young women. Yeah,
1: they they're not little long. girls
0: anymore. They're not four and nine. And it's like, yeah, but they're not thirty like they're ten and fourteen. Like that's still <laughs> it's so dark. And then when she tells the kids that she's broken up with Steve and she's like and Steve wanted me to tell you that he said that he would still be in your lives he's not going anywhere. Skeevy Steve and then she's like saying well it's not going to be like that guy that horrible guy who was mean to me before and didn't treat mommy very well and then Jillian goes who J or R and then her and Christine (laughs) just proceed to basically go through the entire alphabet of every pseudonym of every guy who's fucked Danielle over it's so fucking grim oh
1: I know I do the same thing to Molly poor Molly keeps having all these prospective owners tripes in through the house giving her cuddles giving her kisses and each one she's like is this my new mommy? You're driving
0: around in your Range Rover with Molly in the back and you're like I think I'm gonna stake out the joint when you think
1: Molly
0: (laughs) and Molly's like Ellie please no (laughs) should we do that? but then Danielle does this annoying sorry one more thing about this thing Danielle shares way too much with her about her sexuality and everything which is is what it is But then Danielle overcorrects in the other way. And then in the same breath goes, well, you're going to be different, right, Christine? You're going to save yourself for marriage, right? You're going to find a nice guy. And it's like that's trying to turn them into nuns is also not the way to do it. No, It's a miracle that these girls seem to have come out as well adjusted as they seem to have done. And I think that's maybe in spite of Danielle, not because of it. Like, it's very, ugh.
1: It's a lot. But yes, so back to that table where like we have that amazing moment where like Jacqueline exploding at Dina and really finding her voice and really seeing, I think, the only evidence we get in the whole season of how like frictious that relationship can be and like the darkness underneath of that family dynamic. All of which is like fascinating and amazing and...
0: I actually wish that Danielle wasn't around as much because Danielle does become a convenient straw woman for them to deflect from their issues. And I wish that, yes. yeah, like you said, we could explore the toxicity of the Manzo family a bit more.
1: Yeah. And then we have this amazing thing that Teresa, who has just been sat at the end of the table not being a part of this at all, sort of tries to be a part of the conversation. And Danielle says her infamous... When well, she's, she's like, like obviously something. There's gotta, gotta be. be like something's gotta be so, true, and she's like two things were true, Teresa. Kidnap, What <laughs> <laughs> did she say? Two things. I got name arrested. Name, name change. change. Pay attention, police. And what's weird <laughs> is it's not like she says it, and Teresa suddenly like, "Fuck you." It's like she, she sort of takes it in. She's a bit like, okay, well, like. And then she's like, but there's got to be. And then she's sort of building up to it.
0: She's like mouth breathing. (laughs) She's on a delay.
1: I've watched that clip so many times. (laughs) And I cannot work out what the thing is that like... I know she says it's her saying pay attention, please, but there's this, like, delay of, like, seven seconds. And then it means that she's, like, listing yeah. these things, which is, like, prostitution. The, it's and like she
0: suddenly the, just realised what the book is about. She thought it was a fairy tale up until that point. And she's just, like, slowly morphing into the Babadook.
1: The table flips on her, being, like, engaged 19, 19 times! times!
0: You fucking bitch!
1: Ah! <laughs>
0: it's <so> <laughs> extraordinary.
1: <laughs> oh, God. And then it's she's like yelling about incredible. her beach
0: house or something. Like, it's honestly hard to pass what so she's saying.
1: Weird. And also, it's like so much bleeped out that like you just, you lose any sense of what she said. It's just like, you're fucking baby, fucking baby. Like, And then we cut just... to
0: Danielle going, Wow. 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 wow.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and just that weird thing that, like, Teresa goes from so mad that she's, like, laughing and then she's, like, she's, like, high off what's seven and then she's like, okay, I love you. And, like, yeah. And then she's like, yeah, Joe, Joe's really turned on by it. We had lots of sex and yeah. right Like, everything's just so oh. mad. It's just so mental.
0: <laughs> God.
1: Oh, I love it. <sighs> and then I love the little, like, trickle-like after-effect of drama when they're all in the bar having a drink and Joe Judice is sort of making a joke of it and buying Danielle a drink or whatever and Teresa comes in and she's just going, like chow chow and like the like the, they were all it's very human this weird after thing where they're all kind of half having a drink together but they're also like why are we all having a drink that was fucking mental but it's a bit like having a post-show drink where it's like they've just had the adrenaline of this performance yeah and they're all a bit like whoa we just got it's like they've all just had sex and they're having the cigarette afterwards they're like yeah ah, that yeah was it's very bad. back and
0: alien all of a sudden yeah
1: oh my god <laughs> and, like maybe we just need to get it out of our systems
0: so then there's a
1: reunion and
0: we end everything on quite a juicy note where caroline has a bit of a breakdown. Ooh. Um,
1: we're like, you are garbage. You are garbage. <laughs> you, are, you are garbage. <laughs> I will never forgive you for that. <laughs> I got, I, and Danielle's just there being like, I have no idea what, she's, what she's saying. I,
0: I don't, don't know what she's saying. I don't know. I don't know. No, what she... no, But it's like literally as they're wrapping it all up and Caroline starts hinting at this apparently terrible thing that Danielle did to Dina and Dina really doesn't because Dina's talking about how you know if this Danielle today who's you know regretting everything that's what's that's the real Danielle then I, I could move forward with her and then Caroline's yeah. just not buying it and Dina's kind of saying please don't bring this up I don't want any specifics out there so then again yet again never clarify what it is exactly but we just are made very clear that it's apparently despicable and it's just a big precarious cliffhanger it's just like
1: a It's just a gorgeous cliffhanger, I was going to say. It's like the perfect way to hook everyone onto season two. Mm. And I cannot wait to talk about season two next week because season two is one of the most phenomenal... I mean, it's a bit like that old school Beverly Hills we were talking about, but without sort of the same level of trauma. I had the best time watching series two. I'm really gutted it's over.
0: It's fantastic. I'm happy
1: to be on series three, but it was... It's some of the best television I've ever watched. And I just... I just think everyone, if you've just started with this and you're watching season one and you're like, yeah, it's okay. Don't get me wrong. This I, season one, it's like an introductory season, like so many of them are. And this episode, in a way, has just been like an introduction to all your players. Yeah. And then next season is the payoff was phenomenal. But no, but
0: no. It's honestly a product of its time as well. They don't make reality TV like this anymore. I don't think you would find mm-hmm. someone who will act so manic on television. There were hell's angels at a charity benefit
1: for a, a baby with she cancer. She met Caroline with people with guns. Like <laughs> it it's, was... she's literally like, I feel okay because I knowing that th- there's there's guys with guns.
0: It's you got Kim <laughs> G showing her ass crack trying to slide up a pole. It's just. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just peak
0: television. The best. Oh,
1: I can't wait. What a lovely way uh, to start the year.
0: Here, here. I'll drink to that. No, I'll drink to that.
1: I'll drink to that. <laughs> Get Daniel Staubin as uh, Patty LePone's understanding. I think I say. she could like, do it. I think I she's think, got it. I have to say, I think she could do it. I
0: think I have to say I have it within me. Yeah.
1: Here's to the ladies who'll lunch. Lunch. Everybody. Everybody laugh. Everybody laugh. Everybody laugh. There is no in-between.
0: And then the next day we find out Patty LuPone has just unfortunately fallen down the stairs and she broke both of her legs. And on a marble oh no. staircase. <laughs> yeah. There's she fortunately collided a, Teresa, with a so it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week on the Housewives Archives. Make sure to click subscribe so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, we would really appreciate a rating or if you simply tell your friends about the show, that would help us out too. Thank you for joining and we'll see you next time.